You're listening to Two Brain Radio. We make gyms profitable, getting you on track to making every day your perfect day. Every week, we'll deliver top-shelf business tactics to help improve your gym, advance your fitness career, and move you closer to wealth. Get ready to start building your bigger and better business with your coach, best-selling fitness author of Two Brain Business, Grow Your Gym, and Help First, Chris Cooper. It is not just our goal, but also our responsibility to build a business that plants seeds for the future, okay? Um, What we're trying to do here, for those of us who've been in, in the game for a while, you saw this massive opportunity arise, okay? Most of us own CrossFit gyms. The opportunity was the ability to make a decent career in fitness. When I graduated university, it was 1996, the best career you could make in fitness was to get a job as a strength conditioning coach at the university you just graduated, right? And you could make dozens of dollars, like $40,000 a year, okay? CrossFit changed that. CrossFit gave us the opportunity to make a million dollars a year, and there are gym owners out there who are getting pretty close to that, okay? Unfortunately, one of them got turned around at the border, so he's back in Calgary uh, watching this remotely right now. Um, when we think about making a sustainable business, we have to make sure that we're impervious to fragility, okay? Everybody's heard that term before. That means we need diverse revenue streams. It also means we need to take a step back and gain a lot of perspective on what we're actually selling. And Dave talked about that a little bit at the start of his speech. Um, We need to know that we are actually selling fitness And that CrossFit is a tool, or group training is one tool that we use to deliver that fitness. Is it the best tool for everybody? Not according to a lot of my clients. A lot of my clients do CrossFit, but they don't like to do it in a group. Okay? This was a real wake-up call for me when I realized it. When the typical box starts with us at T-Brain, this is their average uh, revenue stream. Okay? These numbers aren't to mean average or anything like that, but this is usually the way their, their um, revenue sources break down. It's like 90%, 95% from group training. There's very, very little from one-on-one training, even though that's what at least 30% of their clients want. There's very, very little from nutrition, even though I don't know how we're trying to sell fitness without putting nutrition in part of that equation, right? But I did for 15 years. Usually about three months in, their revenue stream starts to look like this. Now, this doesn't mean that they've cut out, you know, 30% of their CrossFit group classes. It just means they've started to diversify. So in the summer months uh, in Sault Ste. Marie, everybody goes to camp. That means they go to their cottage, they cancel their gym membership, and they swim all summer, right? And they promise themselves that they're going to be busy riding their bicycles and throwing frisbees, but really what they're doing is staring at their phone on the porch. Okay. When that happens, I don't want my gym to get crippled. And in the first few years, it did, right? I, I remember saying to myself, I never want to live through another August like this. So cash gets tight, people are canceling, putting things on hold. And then when I went back to my personal training roots and started to diversify my revenue stream, suddenly that problem just disappeared. Okay. The other thing it meant was that I could serve clients a lot better. 
So this is typically about a year into mentorship. You can see the gross revenue change if you're watching all this stuff, okay? Usually the ROI is about 26 times the original investment, but I'm not here to sell the program. What I am here to do is show you that we've got a much more um, sustainable business after a year. And it's because if everybody stops doing CrossFit today, my business still exists. I'm still selling fitness, okay? So <clears throat> this is the way the process looks. And I'm, I'm just walking you through this process right now. We'll be talking more about the prescriptive model later. But I'm doing this to give you perspective. Because when I started selling CrossFit, I thought that was my service. Okay? So now a person comes into Catalyst, and we say, um, you know, what brings you in? What would you like to accomplish? A lot of people, what do you think their goals are? When they come in to a gym the first time, what do you think they want to accomplish, Anthony? Look better naked. Look better naked. All right. And so the first thing you do is say, let's see what you look like now naked. Let's get naked. Okay. He's got his own little rating scale there. Okay. Swipe right. If okay. What else, guys? What are the other goals people have when they come into your gym? You need to lose weight. I had a great time traveling down here. Because I said, uh, every time I talk to a person in an airport, I'm going to ask them what they think about CrossFit. So I wore my CrossFit Dawson Creek shirt, and I'd stand in line, and it's 6 a.m., and the only thing open in the Detroit airport is Chick-fil-A. And I'd say, have you ever thought about CrossFit to people? And they would say, no, I'm just trying to lose weight. There's a problem there, right? We are selling weight loss, we are selling fitness, but we're telling people that we're selling CrossFit. So when somebody starts at Catalyst, I want to talk about weight loss. I want to hear why, I want to talk about why they're here, not about what I'm selling. And that's why we don't have like, come in and try a free class on our website, because nobody wants to try a free class. They want to lose weight, okay? From that no sweat intro, and I'll give you the script for this later, we're going to make a prescription. Then we're going to reinforce their progress with bright spots. We'll talk about that later too. But then we're going to do a goal review, okay? Everybody in here, your first CrossFit experience was what? Just shoot it out. Murph, something stupid, right? Like you, if I was Dave Tate, I would have had five F-bombs in that sentence. But yeah, I mean, my second day of CrossFit was Murph. My first day was CrossFit Total, and I was coming out of powerlifting, and I thought I was just going to win the games next year, right? <laughs> but now, how many people are going into their box every day with the same mindset? Like, can't wait to do Murph today. That's CrossFit. Can't wait to test my Cindy again. We're not going to talk about this outside this room, but within the confines of, of knowing that you're talking to other business owners, how many people are still in love with just doing CrossFit? Put up your hand. One, Brian Lally, okay. You're the outlier, bro. <laughs> we all do other stuff, right? Some people here, the, the first place they went was not to test the pull-up bars on the rig. They went over to the platforms, right? They spun Brian's bars. And they're like, these are awesome. CrossFit led us to that thing. Some people went over there. Bill yesterday climbed up that cargo rope. This is awesome. CrossFit led us to this Ninja Warrior thing that we're doing. Brian's got a list of excursions back there on the wall. Okay, the Endurance Club. Awesome. CrossFit led them to that thing. 
But those people are not still, two years later, five years later, ten years later, they're not pumped up for Cindy anymore. Okay? I had a, a great talk with Greg Amundsen about this. because Everybody know who Greg Amundsen is? He's the original fire breather. If you go back to 2001 CrossFit videos, he's in every one. He's the bald guy. And I said, Greg, wasn't there a point when you started getting bored of Fran? And he said, first I got bored, then I got scared. Because I would have anxiety attacks if Fran was called up in the workout because I knew people needed me to beat Fran every time. So he started switching. He stopped doing CrossFit. The original fire breather started doing jujitsu instead because CrossFit got boring and then it got anxiety laden. So why do we expect that our, our clients will want to stick around and do CrossFit classes for 10 years? Does anybody have a client they've had for 10 years that started doing CrossFit classes, stayed doing CrossFit classes, and now that's all they're doing right now? Cindy does. Good for you. Just got to stand out, eh, Cindy? All right. I don't. I have clients who've been with me for 10 years, 14 years in one case. They started off doing personal training, maybe. Then they did CrossFit for a while. Then they said, I really like powerlifting. And now they're back to CrossFit. And then they wanted to do the endurance program. This is great for making a robust fitness skill set. It's also great for building a robust business. Okay? So when I make this goal review, the prescription might completely change. They're going to try something new, and then I'm going to show them their new bright spots. All right. New prescription, new bright spots, and back to um, goal review again. In your gym, you have a lot of opportunities to make your business more robust. Typically, when we start with a gym, that first opportunity is one-on-one -on -one training. If they're not doing it, that's crazy. All right? The, my biggest revenue stream at Catalyst is not one-on-one -on -one training, but it's worth a quarter million dollars a year in gross revenue. Okay? This next biggest, I think, is nutrition. And Nicole is actually going to teach you guys how to build a nutrition program at your gym today. Okay? She guarantees it will be profitable by tomorrow. Just kidding. Another one is specific challenges. So if your gym is populated by um, young parents with kids, you've got a massive opportunity to help those kids through fitness, right? Change their lives. If you've got a gym, um, Rich Brigatti, where's Rich? Yeah, man. Everybody in Boston wants to do Spartan Race, right? Massive opportunity to help those people actually get fit and not just throw the spear better. Remote coaching is another one. So what I want you to do right now, and this is going to be our first breakout of the morning or of the day, I want you to get with two people you don't know, and I'm going to give you exactly five minutes to brainstorm as many possible revenue opportunities as you can in your gym. The record is 37. Okay? I bet Sherman, Sherman's been training to break this record. Okay, so if you want to win, you go and pick two people you don't know, get with them. You have one minute to find two people and then five minutes to do it. We're going to start with Jeff. What was your, what was your number one, Jeff? Obstacle course, racing. Obstacle course racing. Good. In this stage, guys, all we're doing is just making the broadest list of opportunities we can because my goal is just to expand your thinking outside of the traditional CrossFit class, okay? Next, we're going to talk about what would your top five, top three, top two priorities be and how you would start implementing those, okay?
Next, Dirk. Uh, specialty courses, kettlebell. Kettlebell course, okay. Joe? Mobility class? What? Fireman safety, that's a great one. Yeah, Chris, you were right. What is it? Legends program. So this is like something tailored at uh, over 50-ish, right? Whatever. Not Team sports, yeah, huge one for us right now. Team sports, go ahead. I'm not, I'm not sure who is in what group back there, Jared. Like, yeah, sports camps, summer camps, awesome. Go ahead, guys. Prehab and post rehab, yeah. Uh, post rehab was part of our heritage history for sure, guys. Corporate challenges, yeah, growing. Actually, if you guys want like the best question to ask Nicole after her presentation, ask her how she's rocking corporate challenges right now. Haha. <laughs> well, let's keep going here, Jay. What? Pre-wedding, fantastic, right? Somebody's got a very specific goal to fit into their wedding dress. Awesome, we can work with that. Were you with them? Okay, That's cool, yeah, bigger market pop-up. Go ahead, guys. Jared? Yeah, one-on-one -on -one training, absolutely. Keely? Awesome. End of year parties for hockey teams, she said, guys. Good. Go ahead. Keep going. Is it you now? Right. Jiu-jitsu program for jiu-jitsu fighters, right? Yeah, good stuff. Keep going. Rich, Ari, were you guys all together? Parent-child workouts. Super cool, man. Sign me up. Mauricio? Okay. How's that look? Okay. Perfect. <laughs> but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Joe? Joe, what did you have? Did, what did your group have? Another idea. Competitions? Yeah, absolutely, guys. We miss pro That's probably the number one thing that most boxes do right now, right? Matt, what did you guys have? What was it? Food prep. Yeah, awesome. I need that. Christian, were you with Matt? Okay, awesome. Coming over here to you guys. You got, okay, yeah, yeah. What is it? Coach to CrossFit, yeah, awesome, right? It's people, that, Coach to CrossFit for us was uh, mostly people who were just kind of intimidated by it. And Joe actually took that a step further and he's got a two week at home program they can use to get fit. We talked about that with uh, a jujitsu school on Friday. Same kind of thing, their first three lessons are video led at home, awesome. Ninja Warrior, bro, awesome. Good. Were you guys all together? Good. What do you guys have back there? Gymnastics is a great one. Yeah, absolutely. Guys, I'm starting to blend groups together in my brain here, so go ahead. Where's Nick? Yeah. Oh, sorry, buddy. Yeah. I, I can't see the buns, so... Good, okay. Going across the aisle, guys. What, what ideas did you have in your group? Sorry, I'm not sure who was in what group. Co-branding what, sorry? Sure, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of value there. Good, keep going, right? Mommy and me? Awesome, good. Keep going down the aisle, guys. I can't see who's in what group, Tate. 
Yeah, Ignite. <laughs> okay, awesome. Okay, who else, guys? You can just shout it out now. I'm kind of blending the rows together back there now. Tutoring and childcare, yeah. Massive opportunity. Adaptive is, yeah, fantastic. So much opportunity there too. Um, physical adaptive, but also like PTSD. Nothing helps with PTSD like CrossFit does, guys. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and it, it's funny that Sean just brought that up because that was CrossFit, right? Like Greg started one-on-one, -on -one, ran out of time, started grouping, you know, best friends together, two-on-one, -on -one, small group. If you went to the original CrossFit HQ, has anybody been there? Oh, I can say whatever I want then. Yeah. <clears throat> there, there would never have been like a, a group of 12, right? It was 17, 1400 square feet. So it was, you weren't attending the noon group. It was you trained at noon with these people. Does that make more sense? Okay, good. Bill, what, what else did your group have, buddy? Rent the space out, sure. Yeah, yeah. Lamont say, do you guys have other stuff? Endurance, yeah. New use stuff, sure, yeah. What else, guys? Barry? Golf! Boom, that's the one I was waiting for. What was it? Pre-vacation, perfect, yeah. I know we have a lot of friends here from uh, Europe and the UK where they're much better at taking vacations than we are, right? Holiday, yeah. Like, how long do people take vacation for, Linda? Everybody gets minimum four weeks vacation. Awesome. Unless, unless you're selling monthly memberships, right? Less awesome. Okay. But getting a prep before that, yeah, that could work out really good. Anybody have anything else they wanted to bring up? Yoga in a coffee place. Yeah. Right on Kalita's Facebook feed. What else, guys? The beer mile. Yeah. Asking for a friend. What else? Love it. Yep. Yep. Who's, who's bump? Sorry, man. I'm coming right back to you. Um, who is running a Spanish-based class? Mauricio, are you guys doing that? Yeah. Okay. They've got a, a great coach who's a native Spanish speaker, right? Okay. Sorry. What else, guys? What else? Prenatal is a great one. Absolutely. Yep. It's funny how that's flipped, right? Before it was like, Here's this lady, totally pregnant, doing an overhead squat. Damn you guys to hell. Now it's like CrossFit is going to prepare you for childbirth better than anything else. Yeah. Okay. Who else? Yep. Yeah, triathletes. Awesome. Awesome. First box I ever worked with in Australia, two-thirds of their athletes did triathlons, you know? Sign language is great. Love it. Love it. But what is it? Yeah, remote access. Absolutely. Well, thanks for saying that, Butch, because that's my next slide. I'm just kidding. I'm coming back to you, though, Jeff. Masters, yeah, they said legends, so it's great. Uh, game, I noticed nobody said regionals prep. What's that? Trying to make a profit. Okay. All right. Sorry. Does making it to the games make you a profit, guys? Oh, yeah. All the money, right? Okay. Again, two years ago, this would have been a serious conversation that we'd had to have. 
So, okay, so let's talk about how you're choosing these top priorities, right? Because everybody in here already is like, wow, that's 50 ideas that I'm never going to do. So the, the first way that you choose one of these things to specialize in is that that's your specialty, right? Barry is a professional golf court coach, was when I met him. Um, the next opportunity you look at is like, uh, who is this target audience? Do a lot of people play this golf thing? Yeah. More, more people or less people than do CrossFit? Couple more. Yeah. Um, are golfers looking for CrossFit? No, they're not. What are they looking for? Longer drive, lower score. Can CrossFit give a golfer longer drives and lower scores? Absolutely. So our opportunity is sitting right there. What we need to do, though, is position ourselves to be the expert on delivering that golf training program. Okay? We can do that. Uh, let's have another one, guys. Who in here has a particular niche or a specialty, and they're not selling that specialty to their audience? Anyone? Awesome. So he, he started working at Velocity Sports Performance. Everybody's heard of that, right? Yeah, okay. So he works with speed and agility. Do athletes know that they need to do speed and agility work? Yeah, mostly, right? Will CrossFit make them faster and more agile? Probably. Well, Joe says no. <clears throat> if I'm starting from scratch, will CrossFit make me faster and more agile? Okay. Creating a base of fitness will make me faster. Do professional athletes look for CrossFit to make them stronger and more agile? No. So what we have to do is make sure that we're actually positioning ourselves as the experts in that area. Now, you guys do not have time to chase all of these things down, so you have to decide which one I'm going to pursue. But if we take the position that we sell CrossFit, we are a CrossFit business, instead of we are a fitness business that uses CrossFit as a tool, you're already positioning yourself away from the opportunity. Does that make sense with everybody? Okay. Let's talk about delivery here. At intake, <clears throat> okay, so we said at intake we have the no sweat intro, the goal setting session. What we have to start with, if we're building a robust business that tells people we can answer all of your needs over time, even if you get bored with CrossFit, you have to start with objective data. But you have to start with objective data that matters to them. So what, what is a really popular test at intake? FMS. Has anybody here ever had a person walk into their box and say, I want to move better? My, my split overhead squat is really bad. No? I'm going to suggest that while FMS is a really neat test, your people don't give a shit about FMS. What do they care about? Body fat percentage, right? Can I touch my toes? That was me this morning. What else? Can I drive longer? Can I lower my score? When that person comes in, you need to be prepared to measure what they want measured. John Ross, inbody.com. He's going to talk to you guys a little bit about that tomorrow, all right? We use InBody at my gym. Guess what? It keeps people around longer, and they usually upgrade. Executive is a, a program that we started when I noticed that a lot of my clients own small businesses. 
I don't know if that was just a fluke or if the only people that were interested in talking to me after 10 years were people who also were interested in hearing about business because that's all I talk about. So Zacutive is a program where um, people can log in in the morning, they can get some specific homework on brain training and a specific workout to do that day, and it's going to help them be better at business. Did these guys care about their overhead squat weight? No. What do they care about? Getting better at business, right? That's why they're working out. And this is just, we use Trainerize. Fitbot's also awesome. We use Trainerize because it looks like my app. That's all. All right. So to break down that cycle that I showed you earlier, this is what we want. We want a no sweat intro. We want objective measurement on the things that a client cares about, not what necessarily we care about. We want to make a prescription. That prescription might be exercise-based. It might be nutrition-based. It might be both. So if a client comes into Catalyst and says, my budget is $100 a month, I don't have an exercise program that's going to fit their budget. The temptation would be to scramble and say, well, what could I sell them? I could sell them one personal training session a month. Is that going to get them anywhere? No. But I do have a nutrition accountability program that would cost them less, and they could start there. Am I still their coach? Even though they're not doing workouts yet? Absolutely. Eventually, when they start to lose weight, success will breed the motivation to continue. If they choose an exercise path, I'm going to ask them next, do you want to do this one-on-one -on -one with me or do you want to do this in a small group? If they choose group, they're going to do CrossFit in a group. If they choose nutrition, I'm going to find out if their weakness is knowledge or accountability. For most of us, it's accountability. For a lot of our clients, it's not. It's knowledge. So I'm going to filter them that way. Now, obviously, what happens here is that my revenue streams diversify. I'm choosing the top two or three services that are most relevant to my clients and giving them that service, but I'm also making my business anti-fragile, all right? So when we do monthly planning with you guys, when you get to the growth stage, and I'm asking you what percentage of your revenue this month came from PT, what percentage from nutrition, this is why, all right? I don't know why I had those books up there. That was subliminal. So guys, what I wanna walk through right now I want to give you the opportunity to ask, how do I get this thing going? How do I start with it? And we'll use those as examples. And maybe we'll work through two, okay? Don't pick nutrition because Nicole's going to do a better job than I will. What's a program or a revenue stream that you want to get started and you're not sure how? That's an awesome question. So I think there's, you could do either and be successful. You know, Josh does it one way, I do it another, and both work great. Um, where I found it to be the best for us is, like an eight-week program for powerlifting with maybe two days of homework that they could do in about, I don't know, half an hour. Because what was happening was I was charging for this powerlifting program but giving them so much homework that they couldn't do CrossFit anymore. So they were actually paying me less over that month. And it took me a while to figure that out. So now whenever we, um, whenever we have a specialty program, it should supplement their CrossFit training if we can. That doesn't stop them though. Like some of them will just say, oh, I only want to do this. And then they'll add an open gym membership on top. Fine. You know, I'm really trying to play the long game there. So, you know, if somebody's paying 200 a month for a membership or they're going to pay 200 for eight weeks, once a week for powerlifting, 
even though I'm going to make less over that two month period off them, I'm happy to let them do that because if that's all they want to do, yeah, I'll tell them, I mean, it's not ideal for the, it's, but it's ideal for them not getting bored. Right. And I think that's the key reason that a lot of people actually leave CrossFit is they come in because it's different every day. It's novel. It's exciting, but eventually CrossFit isn't novel and exciting anymore. And that's why Brian calls these excursions, because just doing CrossFit at Illumin is a straight line, but an excursion would be specializing for a while, then going this way and specializing back. That's why I like that name, excursions. Actually, Brian, you should come up and talk about some of those excursions too. Yeah. So when I said that um, you know, PT was worth about a quarter million a year in our business, that's about 10 to 15% of my clients by headcount paying for that, right? That might be like 30%, 35% of my revenue, but that's coming from 10% of my clients. The thing is when you switch to starting to sell PT and you've only been selling a group training model, it's gonna take a while to change that mindset. Everybody that's in your box, they went through that filter already, right? They're there to do the group, like me. I just wanna do group. Um, over time though, you're gonna to start to get one person first at a no sweat intro that wants to do PT, awesome. That's going to build your confidence. Tomorrow, we're going to be doing a lot of role playing to help with that. Um, and then that will start to snowball, almost like it's its own stream. The easiest way to get a PT client is from a current PT client. So when you're getting those first one or two, um, it's, it's an epiphany, but it takes a while to get going. Like Bill, the first time Bill sold a personal training client, this was actually a great story, right, Bill? So tell me if I'm wrong here. The first time you sold a PT client at a, at a no sweat intro, I'm pretty sure it was you. This mom and dad come in, right? And they're like, um, you know, how do we get started? And he gives them the option to do personal training or like a group foundation or something at the time. Yeah. And they were like, well, we want, we want one-on-one. -on -one. And he's taken aback because that's going to be like 2,400 bucks or something, right? Uh, whatever. It was expensive. Yeah. And so he's surprised because that's not the option he would have taken, right? Like me, we all project what we want onto our clients. So the, the guy is like, well, we told our kids we wanted to do something together. They chose CrossFit. I want us to be as safe as we can. We're going to do this. That was more important to him than the price, right? But you, first you need to get that first person. And then when we start doing like a referral base, then you can start building up from there. So 10% of your clients doing PT already, man, that's pretty good. Don't be discouraged by that. Yeah, I'm, I'm not a fan of build, if you build a day will come. Like that scares the crap out of me. I would rather train clients in the parking lot one-on-one -on -one than, uh, than take a risk that's going to jeopardize my business. Like <clears throat> our second location was on the upstairs of this uh, clothing store that catered to elderly teachers, okay? They had like knitted snowman sweaters and stuff. And we did not have a great relationship with them. Um, but we would train at night. We'd have five or six clients going at a time in 2,000 square feet. And one client, their whole session would be on the staircase because we didn't have any room. Did that make us better, more creative coaches over time? I sure as hell hope so. But, you know, I look at those clients and they're paying $70 an hour at the time for PT. And they're standing on a staircase for the hour. And none of them complained. And some of them are still with us, you know? So first what I would do is I would give a coach the tools to be successful. 
and Brian's going to tell you coaches this speech later. Here's the opportunity. When people come in, every single one now is going to be asked if they prefer PT, okay? In fact, I'll train you to do that no sweat intro. So you've got every opportunity to get them to PT. I'm going to give you the space, the equipment. I'm going to cover you with my insurance. You're not going to pay bank fees because it's going to be run through my billing machine. Uh, and I'm going to give you a percentage of that personal training revenue. How's that sound to you, right? A lot of people will jump on that. I did. Most of my coaches started that way. Okay. So, it, yeah, it is a catch-22, but in that situation, I like to try and explain the risk to the coach but present them an opportunity that outweighs the risk. Does that make sense? Yeah. How many of you guys do no sweat intros cool. right now? How many of you guys do Pretty much everybody. So how hard is it to sell PT to a long-standing group member? Impossible, right? You can't go back to it. It's hard. The minute you begin asking right in that no sweat intro, what do you prefer? And then you make that prescription of what's best for them. It's just way easier, right? Uh, So for excursions, so we have a pretty robust offering for excursions, what we call excursions, but specialty programs. Um, Has How many of you all have been on a cruise? Few or vacation? How many have been on an excursion from that cruise? So you, you, you get an opportunity to get off the boat, which is what we do, group CrossFit, go explore a little bit, have a little bit of fun, a uh, little bit of novelty, right? But then you come back to the boat. Um, that's kind of how we position our, our excursions and specialty programs. It adds a ton of novelty, keeps people interested, no matter how constantly varied CrossFit is. Uh, it's still the same if you look at it from a macro level, right? So how many people do, how many people still love CrossFit and, and doing CrossFit every day out of the affiliate owners? Just die hard. I'm going to do this every day. How many people have kind of like lost it and got it back, lost it, got it back? Many people, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. so if we can offer some novelty for our members because, you know, if it happens to us and, and we, we live and breathe this, it's going to happen to members. Can add some novelty, allow them to, to kind of explore things that they want to explore, maybe realize they love it and go off on the deep end and just do that, or come back to the boat. That's the goal, right? Um, but you're also creating opportunities for your coaches who are either empowering them to do more of what they love based on that specialty program or excursion, and uh, you're just keeping members around longer, increasing your arm and all that, right? Any questions on that? Any questions on that? Space. I leaned in there, bro. So, so um, coaching, coaches, right? Having somebody that's knowledgeable, uh, having somebody that is a go-getter that's going to treat it as if it's their own business because if we're going to give out four nights to somebody to run that program, we can't uh, be in the weeds and, and do it for them, right? They have to be able to self-sustain and do it by themselves. So you got to just find the right person for the right seat who gets the opportunity, who will hustle and give up, you know, the $25 an hour you pay them in group classes, maybe give up three or four of those hours and spend that on building their own business, which is going to pay them 100 bucks an hour down the road, right? Yeah, yeah. So we're big believers in uh, limited memberships. Uh, 90, I think 90% of our members are on a limited 12 times per month membership. But it allows them to then have a little bit more money to do more of what they love. Uh, helps with retention because people are not coming six days a week and crushing themselves with thrusters. Uh, and it gives them a little break, right? <laughs> if they do three days a week of CrossFit and then a specialty program 
mean, every six weeks or something like that, that's the fourth day. That's plenty for 99% of our population to get fit, you know, see results, yeah. all that. Yep, here we go. How often do you rework right a particular excursion? Every time. Every time? So, like, a kettlebell excursion is different the next time? Well, no, I'm sorry. So, they're, we repeat them over and over again, right? Uh, that's why we spawn like the barbell club into a level two ongoing. Okay, so and as soon as we get enough traction for people that want to continue it, then we, we try to spawn off an ongoing thing. But the six weeks are pretty repetitive. We tweak them to make them better. Oh, sorry. Uh, also, a pricing question. Someone's a three times a week member, and then they want to downgrade to twice a week plus for the excursion. So there's still three times a week. So we don't have a twice a week. Um, um, I don't know. That's a good question. I would say that's fine. I'd say that's fine. I wouldn't kick them out. As long as your excursion is priced higher per business than your CrossFit is, you're fine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, or at least you're not losing yeah, exactly. them, right? You, yeah. could, you could just lose them all together, I guess, right? So that's a better scenario. Yeah, like the minimum six, the math works out to be about six. If it doesn't fill, uh, then we'll just put it off. We'll say, hey, guys, we didn't fill it. We're going to run it again in like two or three weeks. Good question. Uh, right now, almost all of our excursions are here. And our, our, our second location opened in December. So we need a pretty big base to, to have a, a good showing for it or a good amount of interest for it. So we're going to wait till we have that, get a little traction, and get people, you know, they're all new members for the most part. Um, but they could come here and do it too. It's only about 20 minutes away. But you got to, yeah, you have to wait till you have a big enough pool to sell it, right? Uh, just follow-up question. How, so how big of a pool do you reckon you need to get your sex consistently? Uh, do, you, do you feel like you, once you hit a threshold, you're able to pass the excursion? Yeah, for the most part. Like, so we have uh, close to 200 just group CrossFit yeah. members. And then we have like legends and spark and personal training. Uh, but anything over 100 is a great place to start. But you won't know until you ask, right? Yeah. So put a put a start date, put a time. Say, hey, we're thinking about running this at this time. Who's interested? Who's put in details? If you get six, I mean, really, all you need to do is sell 10% of your population, 10 to 20% tops yeah. on the excursion at any given time to make it really successful. Right? <laughs> Do you need external marketing to 